Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Streaming on YouTube, 855-212-4CBS, number to jump on in, 855-212-4227. You could always get at me on Instagram, where I'm straight flexing, or via the good old cesspool of Twitter, at Zach Gelb, that's Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B. Got Moist Mike producing the extravaganza today, along with Stuart Kovacs back in our CBS Sports Radio studios, rocking and rolling all the way up until 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. We got a loaded guest list today. The president of the Milwaukee Bucks, Peter Fagan, is going to stop on by 20 minutes from now with the NBA season underway. Giannis Antetokounmpo has a new contract. And, of course, Damian Lillard now calls Milwaukee home. And then in the 4 o'clock hour, we will be joined by Jordan Travis, the quarterback at Florida State. And then also former big league slugger in Big Mo Vaughn will stop by as well. As last night, we saw the final World Series ticket punched. And it was a surprising one with the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks taking care of business up against the Philadelphia Phillies. And the wild part there is you had the Astros and also the Phillies both be at home with leads. Three games to two. All you had to do was win one lousy, stinking game at home, and you'd be off to another World Series and a World Series rematch from a year ago, and the Astros choked because Adelise Garcia and Philadelphia, in one of the more pathetic performances you'll ever see, they go down last night, and that great home field advantage for the Fightins, where going into game six and seven, they were just an astonishing 12-2 and two at home in their last two postseason runs while well, they lose game six and they lose game seven last night. So the 84 win Arizona Diamondbacks who had ups and downs all throughout the season started off hot, then got cold, then got hot, and now are on fire as they're off to the fall classic where they'll go up against the Texas Rangers. And we'll preview that uh, later on in the show and also later on in the week as it does progress right here on CBS Sports Radio. But I got to start you off with a little audio. We'll get to that in just a second, but some news as well. The uh, Cleveland Browns, who have a game this weekend up against the Seattle Seahawks, which is intrigue with both teams. The Cleveland Browns have done a nice job without Deshaun Watson, where that defense has been dominant, led by Miles Garrett, where right now it's a two-man race for Defensive Player of the Year between T.J. Watt and Miles Garrett. They uh, go to Seattle this week, where you have a Seahawks team that... They're good. We're trying to figure out if they could take it up a notch and increase what they did from a year ago where they surprisingly made the playoffs with Geno Smith. Two weeks ago, uh, you lose to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals where Geno Smith kept on getting the ball in the red zone and then Lou Amarumo's defense did stand up for the Cincinnati Bengals. And last week, you got a win up against the Arizona Cardinals and it was a typical divisional matchup where it wasn't that impressive. It wasn't that pretty. 
for the Seattle Seahawks, but there was never a point in the game where you thought the Seahawks were actually going to lose to the Arizona Cardinals. So uh, the last three weeks or so, Deshaun Watson hasn't been on the field. I know there was a bye week as well. You had Dorian Thompson-Robinson start at quarterback. Then they bring in P.J. Walker. And the last two weeks, the Cleveland Browns got a victory up against the 49ers and also got a victory up against the Indianapolis Colts, even with some awful and questionable officiating. But I'm not going to hold that against the Cleveland Browns because the Browns have been on the wrong side of those calls for many years. So now they finally get some of those calls in their favor. But the big thing from that game, from a coverage standpoint, was Deshaun Watson left the game, which what we thought was a head injury. He got evaluated for a concussion. He was cleared to return to play. And before that, he was dealing with a shoulder injury. And Deshaun Watson, even though he was cleared by the medical staff, Kevin Stefanski presented it as he was doing what's in the best interest of the player. And he didn't think it was right to put Deshaun Watson back on the field. So when I was seeing that unfold on Sunday, when I'm doing the studio show for Ion Football, you could take that one of two ways. Number one, you could take it, oh, that's a nice benevolent act by Kevin Stefanski, where Kevin Stefanski is doing what a lot of people thought the Miami Dolphins should have done last year, with regardless of Tua Tunga-Vailoa getting cleared to return up against the Buffalo Bills, and he did go back on the field, and then we saw what happened a few days later in that Thursday night game, you have a coach that's not just listening to the medical staff, and you have a coach in saying, I don't like the way Deshaun Watson's looking, so I'm not going to put him back and allow harm or further harm happen to his body. Or you could have interpreted that by saying, even though he's cleared, I would say the relationship between Stefanski and Watson hasn't got off to the best start. You had P.J. Walker, even though he wasn't the reason why uh, the Browns beat the San Francisco 49ers, he's now back in. Maybe he thought P.J. Walker gave the, the Browns a better chance to win. So that's the two ways that I viewed that situation. And let me be clear, I viewed it more so of the first part of what I said was this was Kevin Stefanski looking out for the best interest of Deshaun Watson. No, I didn't even contemplate this, but I respect Brady Quinn and Brady Quinn on his Fox Sports radio show questioned Deshaun Watson's motivation. Listen up. Everyone else with a medical opinion just clears him pretty much. I mean, it's like, well, you get a killer, he gets a trust fund, right? $230 million. Then he's like, hey, you want to go out and get a job? He's like, not really. No. 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 I've got $230 million coming. Uh, I'm good. That's what it kind of feels like. Like, it's it's human nature, by the way, too. If you want the lotto, like, you'd probably be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm probably not going to do this anymore, right? And you hear that, and you say, hmm, can I automatically dismiss it? And I can't. Now, it may be speculation that may end up being wrong, but there is a difference in being injured and then also being hurt. And Deshaun Watson was cleared to return from what we thought was sustaining a head injury. So if he's not back on the field, why is that? And there may be some plausibility there in what Brady Quinn is saying is maybe Deshaun Watson just didn't want to go back into the game and Kevin Stefanski knows, well, I can't get this relationship with Deshaun Watson, maybe any rockier than what it already is, where it's ambiguous, 
Because if I had Deshaun Watson turn against me, regardless of what I do this year, we all know Deshaun Watson has the power in the Cleveland Browns organization because they just gave up a King's ransom to get him in horrible circumstances. And then they also gave him a fully guaranteed contract. So that was the news yesterday without knowing if Deshaun Watson was going to play this weekend. And the thing that doesn't add up to me is, okay, he gets cleared to return from what we thought was a head injury, and now he was starting last week, and the shoulder was good enough to start, but now this week he's listed as out, and it's not because they misdiagnosed him with the head injury, and now they found out that he had a concussion. The Browns are saying that this is the shoulder injury. So did the shoulder injury get worse from Sunday to now? I don't think so. Now, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical expert. But it doesn't add up to me where he was good enough to start last week. Then we thought he suffered a head injury. He was cleared to return for that head injury. And now the shoulder is the reason why he's already ruled out for Sunday. And they're going back to P.J. Walker. Here's the bottom line when I look at the Cleveland Browns. And I used to be a big Deshaun Watson fan. I used to call Deshaun Watson a top seven quarterback in the NFL. This guy hasn't been good in a long time. This guy hasn't been on the field consistently in a long time. The last time we saw him at a really damn good level was 2020. And I know the team only won four games, but that team was garbage. And he was putting up these big time numbers. That was the last time we've seen Deshaun Watson play at a high level where he looked like a franchise quarterback. And when you go through 2021, you don't play. Last year, you're out with the suspension. And now you're in and out of the lineup. I have no choice but to say, I don't think Deshaun Watson turns his career around and ends up being this great quarterback that we once thought he could be and he once showed he could be. And the more and more this goes on, the more and more of a mistake it looks like with the Cleveland Browns committing all that money to Deshaun Watson and giving up all those picks to do so. And whenever Deshaun is returned, you know, cleared and returning back to the play of field, there's enormous pressure. Because even though they're not winning these games solely because of P.J. Walker, I acknowledge it's more so because of Miles Garrett. But last week it was a high-scoring game, but Garrett was ridiculous on the field with the two forced fumbles, the two sacks, and the blocked field goal. The Browns are in a good position right now where they've won these games with Watson out. And this only intensifies the pressure on Watson when he comes back to right away get into the form that we thought he could be when the Browns did trade for him. So I look at Deshaun Watson, and I just don't expect him to be a franchise quarterback again in the NFL. And there's a few guys right now that are being asked to be the franchise quarterback of their team, and I just don't believe that they will be. Like Jimmy G with the Raiders. You move on from Derek Carr, who I don't love. Jimmy G's in and out of the lineup, always hurt. And at best, he's an average quarterback. Jimmy G's not the long-term guy for the Las Vegas Raiders. Sorry, Stu. Russell Wilson. There was a report in the Washington Post from Jason Lockenfora that the Broncos not only made it obvious they're open for business, but that at least one NFL general manager claims that Sean Payton would trade quarterback Russell Wilson if only there was a market for his services. Russell Wilson, very similarly, I know different circumstances, but he wound up on a new team, got a new contract. They gave up a lot for him. And we all know Russell Wilson, he's cooked. He's not going to be the long-term guy there in Denver. 
They're either going to move on from this offseason or they're going to go through one more year of Russell Wilson out a mile high just because of the contract. A guy like Dak Prescott, a very good quarterback, a good quarterback, but not great, not elite, and there's limitations. And we've seen those limitations the last two years up against an elite defense of the San Francisco 49ers where both those games were winnable. The ball was in the hands of Dak Prescott late, and he doesn't get the job done. You know, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is in the final year of his deal with Minnesota. I think Kirk Cousins is a solid quarterback, a good quarterback, better than what people give him credit for. But we've seen the Kirk Cousins story over and over and over again, and he's just not a guy that you look at and say, okay, he's winning a Super Bowl in the NFL. Kyler Murray, when he comes back and when he plays for the Arizona Cardinals, that time and that clock is ticking. Because if you don't prove, even with what your contract says right now, if you don't prove to this new regime that you could be the guy and they have two potentially good draft picks this year, where even if the Cardinals end up being a little bit better than what we thought they were going to be and they have the Texans pick as well and the Texans look like they're a solid team, you could package both those first-round picks to move up in the draft. And I don't think Kyler Murray is that dude. I think he's a very talented quarterback, but I don't think he's great. You look at a guy like Mac Jones. Mac Jones' days are numbered in New England. He was a first-round draft pick, top 15 draft pick, was asked to be the guy. I know we can make all the excuses. doesn't have the talent. Had a nice win last weekend, but when the highlight the last few years is one little playoff appearance and celebrating up against the Dolphins uh, or up against the Bills last week after he threw a touchdown to Mike Gusecki, there's not enough moments there. So we're all searching for franchise quarterbacks in the NFL. A lot of guys get anointed being the franchise guy or the hope to be a franchise guy. Right now, there's like seven or eight guys in the NFL that you feel really confident about are franchise guys. But guys like Mac Jones, Jimmy G, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Kyler Murray, we've seen enough to know that they're not the answer with the current situation that they're in. And the tough question is, when do those organizations move on and how much longer do they allow these problems to occur until you realize you got to go down a different road and travel down a different avenue to try to do something else to get those teams over the hump. It is the Zach Gelb Show on CBS Sports Radio. We'll take a break. I love the story of the Milwaukee Bucks. Won a championship a few years ago. Then there were thoughts this offseason. Maybe Giannis isn't going to stick around long term. Giannis challenged the organization. Small market too. They went out, they got Damian Lillard, and now Giannis Antetokounmpo says, I'll sign long-term with the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are about to open up their season, and the president of the Milwaukee Bucks, Peter Fagan, joins the Zach Gelb Show when we return after these short messages. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yeah. 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All righty, what's happening? It is the Zach Gelb Show, coast to coast on CBS Sports Radio. We go out to the guest line right now and welcome in the president of the Milwaukee Bucks. High expectations this year. For Milwaukee after winning an NBA championship a few years ago, because not only does Giannis Antetokounmpo have a new contract, they also get Damian Lillard. So we all can't wait for that duo to see how it plays out this season for the Bucks. They open up their season tomorrow evening up against the Philadelphia 76ers. And now joining us is a good friend to the show. He's the president of the Milwaukee Bucks. And that, of course, is Peter Fagan. Peter, appreciate the time as always. How you been? Always, Zach. Always the, the most positive person in the media. Every like, I know the text is going to hit when when something hits, which is always beyond appreciated. Well, I appreciate you saying that. I know there's a lot of other teams that will not say I'm the most positive person in the media, but you guys do it right. And in a small market, there sometimes are things that could prevent you guys from getting to where you want to go. But you guys have now kind of been the modeled standard in a smaller market on how to get this thing, not only humming, but humming consistently. Yeah. I think in getting it done and having the vision and like our owners and John Horst, who is just like, who is just, you know, hit for the cycle, you know, over the last few years and in kind of putting this puzzle together, has just been incredible, but you're right. I mean, the challenge of, of the small market is, is to really, is to really be focused and, and, and kind of like, work twice twice as hard to get to get these types of things done. So you know a lot of people in the national media, they always try to get Giannis Antetokounmpo off your team to like New York to a market like Miami as well or LA or Golden State whatever it is to win with Giannis and then also get him to continue signing with you guys. Just what does that mean to you personally? Yeah, it's so much deeper. I hate to get mushy or cliche, you know, but it's so much more than basketball. You know, if, if anybody gets to know this guy, I mean, we've all grown up together now for a long time here and he's part of the fabric and the leader on the court. And, you know, we're all in this small market. It's it's very transparent. We're all very much a part of each other's lives. His kids have like started to grow up with us, his mother, uh, his brothers, and uh, he is exactly who you think he is. The the most loyal, transparent, funny, smart guy. And by the way, like, you know, probably the best basketball player in the world on top of it. So it's a testament to the organization, to him, to the city. I mean, it's one of these like feathers in the cap that you can't even define like how important and what the magnitude of it is. 
And you know me, I thought for a while he was going to stay. This offseason, I was a little bit worried if I'm being transparent. Even though he said a lot of things that he said this year in the past, it just felt different a little bit this time around with how last season ended. To finally put this all to rest, to get Damian Lillard, to get Giannis to re-sign with you guys again. Um, when that deal was finally done and you got the okay from Giannis and you guys had the back and forth, just what went through your head right away? Well, right away, he said, I've got news for you. Like, it's done. You walked out of, like, the room, and he said, uh, you're, you're terminated. Um, <laughs> and I, I laughed. I mean, you know, Zach, it, it's so interesting because it's so immediate. And by the way, you know, 10 days prior, you're talking about the Dame effect and, and kind of trading, you know, again, for like one of the top five, 10 players like in the league, that these are moments that like affect like the future of a franchise. Like we can think of our business, you know, two to four years out, which you really couldn't do. You know, I tell everybody before this happened, like, hey, if Giannis is on the court, we're a championship caliber team. Like we're a global team. We are we are in the mix. We're a small market that that acts and performs like a large market, you know, and then you combine, you know, Damian Lillard on top of that, um, as well as the rest of the offseason. You know, like what, what gets kind of brushed away is, you know, we extended Chris Middleton, Brooke re-signed with us. We kind of like have a great deep, you know, bench. So the fact that these owners have really committed to 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 literally doing what they said they would do is putting a championship team on the court is kind of like an incredible opportunity for us as a, as an organization over a longer period of time, you know, to think beyond season by season. Bucks president, Peter Fagan here with us with the message that Jan has sent you guys through the media, maybe behind the scenes this off season. Did you guys really feel that pressure internally where you said, okay, this could be it with the Giannis uh, era. If we don't go get him another big time player. No, I think like we always feel the pressure. Like, listen, like, you know, you go through the ebbs and flows of what the age of your roster is, what the terms are, how do you keep health? Like, how do you keep really competitive? I think he knows we've been through it. I mean, the interesting thing about Giannis is like he has never gone away from the fact that he wants to be on a winning team and he wants to be somewhere where he can compete for a championship. And he's always said that like in a big way to get it done. So I think he knows, I mean, I think it's like the nice pressure on both sides of the, of the partnership to say like, let's test each other. And like, we we're real, we're going to, we are going to compete. We are going to spend the money. We are going to go for the best talent in the league and we're not going to compromise. So take me behind the scenes. Cause from afar, I thought for sure, Damian Lillard was going to wind up with the Miami heat. And then out of nowhere, we get that breaking news alert. Whoa. Uh, Damian Lillard's getting traded to Milwaukee. And that was something that people suggested, but no one ever thought it was going to happen. So how'd this all go down behind the scenes? I think it's pretty simple. I think, you know, several weeks prior to it happening, John called Joe, you know, called Portland and said, Hey, just by the way, we're interested. Like, we don't know where you are in the process. Uh, you know, it's like the simple deal call, make sure you keep hooks in the water, you know, to, to, to get it in. And lo and behold, I think as, as Portland was kind of, navigating like where opportunities were you know they gave us a call and and literally i would say you know kind of in earnest like probably three intense days of 
really discussing kind of what the opportunities under beyond the cone of silence, because you can't imagine, you know, for us, like there were so many elements of it, of, 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 of the importance of confidentiality and secrecy, because we didn't want it to hit the market. We didn't want to, we didn't want to go public and have to deal with the other teams you might be, you know, vying for to, to play on and kind of deal with that. And we also like have a real sensitivity to like our team members and our assets, whether, you know, whether it's true, whether it's, Grayson, you know, in the trade as well. So I would say um, we kind of all went to bed the night before uh, the trade and uh, thought we had a thought we had like a deal on hand and we were all in a good spot. And to to Portland's credit, really kind of like very the cadence, the transparency, the incredible like dealing with John and and uh, John and Portland's GM just really kind of like stuck it through and, and like made, made it happen. And uh, I, I mean, I won't lie to you. I think uh, John and I hug, we've been lucky to hug every few months, like in a real earnest way with like this kind of relief. And that was probably like, that was second only to the championship hug, but that was a pretty long hug of like, wow, that was an event. How did you guys tell Giannis by the way? I think we we're, we're always like pretty punctual. I mean, we told him like right away. I think Giannis like immediate feeling like everybody. I don't think there's somebody who probably had more of a deep connection on a human basis, whether it's basketball or or off the court, than Drew Holiday and his wife like Lauren for us in this community and like citizenship. So I think like I think first and foremost like it was it was the thought of, of kind of that transition and the relationship, and then. And then kind of like, I think Giannis was, was kind of a little bit like we all were wowed at, uh, we just got either the best second or third best offensive player in the NBA to, um, to come to the Milwaukee Bucks. We've seen different eras in the NBA as the president of the Milwaukee Bucks, Peter Fagan is here with us. We've seen dynamic duos. We've seen super teams. We've seen big threes. You guys have a big three with Giannis Antetokounmpo, with Dame Lillard, and also Chris Middleton. What excites you the most when you guys get ready to tip off this season about what your big three can do this year? Yeah, I think we, I, I mean, I think on the surface, we can play a different brand of basketball. Like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's no shock that Damian Lillard can spread out a defense, you know, to, to, to levels like a Steph Curry, you know, that that's a big change. I think it might be the first time in Chris's career, he won't be double teamed, uh, every every play and and might get some open shots to uh get through and i think uh you know i'm most excited to see you know famous throughout the errors kind of a pick and roll team of of dame and Giannis, which uh you know i i think as they get go through time and kind of perfected it close to if not impossible to stop you know if, if if it's if it really gets perfected in that type of pick and roll with with two you guys that can do so much, so athletic, so accomplished, like uh, offensively. So it's it's kind of mind blowing what the potential is. Did it pain you to see Drew Holiday wind up with the Boston? Yeah, you know, I've 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 I've, I've been around for a while, so I've, I've I've had separations. I've said goodbye to friends, you know, from summer camp. I've like I've I've graduated from high school and said goodbye to you know kids I grew up with, and 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 I've moved away. I've had these emotional kind of things, and I think. Drew's Drew's chapter is right up there for a lot of us in that this is a guy that is like unconditionally loved and respected and just like, like just an incredible, like, it's so funny when he explained to me, like, you know, Milwaukee almost like revived my career and my love of basketball. And I think, 
you know, he shortchanging himself. Like he did that for a lot of us. Like we got, we got the passion back, you know, to have like, he was an infusion of such positive additive substance to us. Like we could never measure it. I mean, he's that great a guy. I know you guys also said goodbye to coach Bud and how close you guys have been. We, we talked about that throughout the years. Now you have a new uh, basketball coach in Adrian Griffin, just what does he bring to the team? I know we haven't been able to really see any games that count yet with the season just starting, uh, but what has uh, kind of impressed you so far with Adrian Griffin? Yeah, I think you'll see a whole new energy, like on the sideline, but on the court and kind of where we are, you know, defensively, how we move our offense, like at a, a much faster level. I think it, it, it's a it's a different it's a different moving, adjusting, you know, type of play. I think he's feeling out like a lot of us on kind of what a head coach is to an assistant coach, which is like an, a pretty incredible evolution. But, but Adrian's the first time he's a head coach, but he's a veteran, you know, he's been around four or five of the greatest NBA coaches that's that have existed in this era. He's been a top assistant. He certainly has like in a short period of time, the love and the respect of the team, which is, you know, very cool to see um, matriculate. What's your side, uh, Peter Fagan, on why Terry Stotts uh, walked away from from the coaching staff and resigned? Yeah, well, you know, I I have the business side, the basketball side is always interesting. I think there's the human side. Like, I think this wasn't the right fit. You know, if you asked, like, this was like, and it couldn't be better, right? Like, you always hope that if it's not right, you know, to quickly, like, make make the decision and understand it kind of quickly. So I'm glad you know, on both sides, like if this was not a great fit, you know, we kind of figured it out early. And I think, you know, Terry is like one of the renowned, loved, you know, intelligent, great guys who was around and it probably just, you know, wasn't a good fit, you know, for, for what, where he is and what he was thinking about. And, uh, you know, it allows us really gives us the, the, the kind of flexibility to move on, you know, kind of quickly and not drag it through the season. Is this championship or, or bust for you guys this year? Because you guys have a team that it would be a disappointment if you don't hold that Larry O'Brien trophy up at the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, we were just talking internally about the pressure. I mean, this is like you always – I think you always want to be here. Like you want to be a championship caliber team, but that's, that means like you're out to win the championship. So, you know, like if you don't think we went into, you know, a deep clinical depression when we got knocked out of the first round of the playoffs – like last year, like that's devastating. That's way below expectations, you know, and for us, it's so fragile. These windows are so, you know, kind of narrow to go through, but we got to, you know, we've got to get to the finals and we've got to win a championship. Uh, Last thing I'll ask you, just from a a league standpoint, I know they made a minimum of how many games you have to play this year for awards and, and all that stuff. We've talked about this before as the president of the Bucks, Peter Fagan joins us about the load management issue do you think this will, will really solve it or is it still going to be, hey, if the star player doesn't want to play, uh, he's still not going to play and, and there's going to be an issue with load management in the NBA? I think it's a step forward. I think it'll it'll be a movement to start to fix it. I think you you will see there will not be casual do not plays like in 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 the league. I think like they'll really take a look at at uh, at load and, and stress and injury, you know, in, in a much different way. I think they did a great job with kind of the punitive issues to get it. So I think it's directionally, you know, and again, another kudos to Adam, you know, in, in kind of having the vision of like, here is like one of our soft spots. Like how do we look to, to improve that? And, you know, it's no secret that 
NBA fans want to see, you know, NBA superstars play. Um, it's why they tune in. It's why they buy tickets. It's it's what they do. So I think it's a great step forward. Well, I'm craving some carnivore. I'm craving some fourth base and a little uh, Fiserv forum. So text me on the side when everyone's going to play, and uh, I'll make it out to Milwaukee again this year. I love it, Zach. Go, go, Bucks! Appreciate it. There he is, Peter Fagan, the president of the Bucks, joining us right here on CBS Sports Radio. We'll come on back with a little news brief. First, though, the latest CBS Sports Radio update with the act man, Rich Acker. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time to ask the pros where you, the listener, gets to ask us a question brought to you by Riley Auto Parts. Simply tweet your question at CBS Sports Radio or at Zach Gelb, Z-A-C-H-G-E-L-B, using the hashtag AskThePros. Be listening later in the show when we might answer your question. Think of Riley Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service from the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Let's get to a news brief. for your daily news brief. We get you caught up on the rumors, reports, and reconnaissance from the day in sports. We start things off with the Pat McAfee Show at their weekly chat with Ayahuasca Aaron and Aaron Rodgers commented on his Achilles rehab. I'm not walking without a limp yet, but I don't quite have the strength in my calf to be able to walk without a limp yet. You know, I have to have some perspective here because I'm, I'm not on a normal protocol. However, I'm competitive, and I want to be walking without a limb. So there's some frustration when you're not quite all the way there yet. So, Santer, I'll just ask you this. Because even though you've given up on your Jets fandom, I still think emotionally you still pull for the team, even if you do so in a very quiet manner. Aaron Rodgers on the field two weeks ago throwing the football in in warm-ups. And I said, I think that was all for show to kind of put on this front, okay, there's a chance that I'm coming back. But then I wondered what he was like behind the scenes. And when you admit you are limping still when you walk, is that the most intelligent idea then in the world to be throwing the football and having catch on the football field right before the game? And to add insult to injury, literally, he also told Eli Manning, since the Jets are playing the Giants, that they want to have a catch on the field before the game this weekend. Oh, is that right? And Eli agreed. So, I mean, he's all in. Having a catch where you're stationary, and yes, you're pushing off a little bit. He did talk a lot about how it's not the it's not the plant foot. Uh, okay. it's, it's not the push off foot. It's the plant foot, which it requires less actual movement and less actual strain on the Achilles. So I trust that he's doing what is smart. I trust that he knows what he's doing. Having a catch is fine. If I see him running sprints out there, yeah. then I'll have another issue. Walking with a limp and throwing from a stationary position, that's fine. Yeah, if he starts acting like Robert Sala before the games and running up and down the bleachers, uh, that would be a problem. Here is Mike Vrabel. We know Ryan Tannehill is out. He says Will Levis and Malik Willis will both play. Ryan won't practice today, and um, you know we'll see where he is at the end of the week. And I would imagine that uh, you know if Ryan can't play, I think – I would anticipate both of those quarterbacks 
playing in a football game. So Will Levis is going to start, and then they'll put Malik Willis, I guess, in on certain packages. I, I'm always leery when a coach says that both quarterbacks are going to play. And Will Levis was drafted in the second round. Malik Willis was drafted in the third round. Both were thought to be first-round picks. Both did not go in the first round. I think you're going to see a heavy dose of uh, Will Levis this weekend up against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, So the Arizona Diamondbacks down 3-2 in the series, going back to Philadelphia, where the Fightings in the last two years were 12-2 at home in the postseason. Now they are 12-4. Because the D-backs win games six and seven. And Christopher Mad Dog Russo, earlier in the week, just like myself, said there's no way the Phillies are going to drop both of these games at home. I didn't say, though, that I was going to retire if that did uh, happen. Well, Christopher Mad Dog Russo did. And here are the Diamondbacks after the game chanting about Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Mad Dog, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, Mad Dog, Mad Dog. Retire loser. Now, Samter, I'll run this by you. That was a really weak chant. That's that was like a minor league sounding chant. As and I and I like what the Diamondbacks have been doing. You know, I like those play Carroll and and Walker and and um, Marte and some of those guys. Like they're a fun story. They're a crazy story. But that was a very weak chant. Like if you're gonna go after the great Christopher Mad Dog Russo. You got to have everyone in the locker room serenading him, not just what it sounded like four or five guys. That's like amateur hour trolling. I expected better from the Arizona Diamondbacks. And baseball players are crazy with those celebrations. Here is Tori Lovello, the manager of the Diamondbacks, who's now off to the World Series on Mad Dog Russo's retirement promise. I told him, you got to follow through. I know he and Stephen A. Smith go back and forth with all these broken promises. Like, somebody's got to follow through. And I know he probably worked his last day at the MLB Network, and we're taking um, applications over there in Arizona right now to work for the D-backs. We, we need good people. So it's good, fun banter. I consider him a friend of mine. And the last time I spoke to him on the air, he said, well, I'm, gonna, we're, I'm coming at you. We're going to keep coming at you and keep coming at you. He said, give it back to me when you feel like you can. So I am right now. So Moist Pork, Samter's BFF in the chat, says, wonder how he's going to get out of this one. Well, Mad Dog Russo was on with Howard Stern earlier this morning. And uh, Howard Stern, he suggested to Mad Dog Russo that he has to dress in a bikini and hold the sign saying, like, I'm a douche or something and walk a New York City block. And then he goes, everyone, if they have that image, will then get off your back on this entire thing. Mad Dog was on ESPN earlier today with First Take. He was basically doing... Whatever Stephen A. Smith asked him to do, like Stephen A. Smith had, I saw a plastic on his coffee or his like yogurt or something, and he had to take the plastic off for Stephen A. Smith. I don't know if he was on MLB Network today, but I did see a tweet today that Mad Dog wasn't on his serious show. I don't think he's going to retire, uh, but it is a fun little storyline here for the great Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Here is Kyle Schwarber on losing Game 7, the first Game 7 in the history of the Phillies franchise to the Arizona Diamondbacks. They beat us this series, and you know there's no, uh, you know, there's no ways, there's no ways around it. And um, you know it's definitely a, a everyone's got a, a sick feeling in their stomach. You know, uh, it's it's not the way that we we pictured this thing ending. Yeah, that's an all-time choke job by the Philadelphia Phillies. You're up three games to two. That ballpark, you've been automatic automatic in the postseason the last two years 
you have not lost a game at home to an NL team. The only two losses were to the Houston Astros, who were trying to become a dynasty and got their second World Series last year. And you lose both six and seven in front of your fans. That is not only a choke job, it is an all-time choke job. And the Philadelphia Phillies go from being this great story to now becoming an embarrassment. Here is Charles Barkley and inside the NBA via TNT when he presses the commissioner of the NBA, Adam Silver, on a domestic violence issue in the league. I got one more question. I don't care. He said, go to commercial, but I got a serious question for you. There's a couple of disturbing incidents of domestic violence in the NBA right now. What are we doing to address that? Because that is a, you can't put your hands on women, man. And we should be at the forefront in sports when the men hit women. So what are we as a league going to do about that? Well, again, you know, I, I, that's an area where we're not looking to compete against other leagues when you say forefront. So I think all the leagues are trying to address this issue. But I know we're addressing it. We have, you know, state-of-the-art counseling professionals dealing with our players. But, of course, and if a guy, you know, does cross the line, the consequences are enormous. We know Charles Barkley has a big brass set. Let's just say, but there's a lot of people in media that would genuflect to the commissioner and that would be a coward in front of the commissioner and would not ask him a single tough question. Good on Charles Barkley, who could ask whatever he wants and he actually does so, utilizing his platform for good. And even when you have a producer getting in your ear, like Samton does this to me before, you got to get a break, got to get a break, you got to get the break, you got to get the break. Break, 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 break. It's so annoying when producers do that, but I understand you have a job to do. And good for Barkley basically saying... We could continue this conversation. We'll still get to the break. We'll still pay the bills and asking Adam Silver an actual tough question. TNT, though, had a big blunder the other night. Beginning Tuesday, the NBA season on TNT. So you had the Lakers going up against the the Denver Nuggets, and you had the Warriors going up against the Suns. The graphic was LeBron James of the Lakers, okay. Steph Curry of the Warriors, okay. Kevin Durant of the Suns, okay. And then Jason Tatum of the Celtics. Celtics didn't play last night, right? And Nikola Jokic, who's won two MVPs and a finals MVP and is the reigning world champion. He's not on the graphic. Well, here's Charles Barkley on 92.5 Altitude Sports in Denver apologizing for TNT omitting the Joker. You sent me the picture of our advertisement. I want to apologize to the Nuggets, the state of Colorado. I mean, that was total BS on our part. For us to have an opening billboard and not put the Joker on it, that was just stupidity on TNT's part. And that's why you got to love Barkley. He doesn't make excuses. He doesn't get afraid that his network's going to get annoyed that he basically called them a bunch of idiots. And there's times where he, where during the playoffs, where he'll go, oh, the NBA product stinks in the postseason. I'm watching the hockey as well. I love when Charles does that. And finally, here is uh, James Franklin. After the loss to Ohio State a few days afterwards, does his press conference and is talking positively about the loss to the Ohio State Buckeyes. We talk about some positives from the game. Uh, We went on the road, battled the number three team in the country and had uh, a chance to win the game right down to the end. Uh, Protected the football. Thought we handled the, the crowd noise. And I thought for the majority of the game, you know, we played like if not the best defense in the country, one of the best defenses in the country, um, and, and so was theirs. Participation State University. That's what Penn State has become. This bozo of a coach is in year 10 at the university, and he's like, oh, yeah, 
I'm glad we just battled and competed until the end against the number three team in the country. We handled the crowd noise well. Are you kidding me? You're in year one or two? Okay, I get it. You're trying to build your program? Sure. But when you're now 3-16 and 16 for crying out loud against top 10 teams in your pathetic tenure at Happy Valley, and you're now 0-10 on the road against top 10 teams, shut up with the moral victories. Shut up with the participation trophy culture. Woohoo! We showed up. We battled. Oh, we competed. We tried hard. Give me a break. Loser, James Franklin. You just don't get it. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 